You're listening to the Greeks Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Oh, welcome back, everybody, to the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadulu. It is Sunday, October 3rd, 2021. Week four is ready to get rolling. We had a crazy game with the Bengals and Jaguars on Thursday. I think that game exceeded everyone's expectations. Bengals, you know, rallying back in the second half in that 14-point deficit. Awesome way to kick off week number four. And honestly, out of every single week so far, I would say that this was probably the best one matchup-wise. There are so many good games coming up this week, so I'm excited to talk about them with you guys. Uh, I usually pick about, like, I think it's like four or five games to watch per week as like my kind of highlight games. But when I was going through, I literally have eight on this list. <laughs> and honestly, it probably could even be nine, but I just try, I tried to minimize it as much as possible. But there's a bunch of games I'm excited about with uh, to talk with you guys about today. So without further ado, as always, like, comment, share, sub, all that good stuff. Let's talk. So for games to watch this week... Uh, like I said, I have a boatload of them. There's so many games that have just so many different implications and good storylines and just like interesting things about them going on, or they're just overall really good matchups and games that I think will play out really well. Uh, in the early window, I have a couple of games marked off specifically. We have the Panthers at the Cowboys, and then we have the Browns at the Vikings. Now, the Panthers at Cowboys one, I think, speaks for itself. You have Sam Darnold with his new team 3 and 0 the Panthers have been looking really good so far and everyone has pegged this as like their prove it game are they legit the Cowboys are you know their offense is really good the defense has improved compared to last year i don't know if it's quite where it needs to be yet for this Cowboys team to really be successful but i think it's going to be a really good game uh right now the Cowboys are leading the NFC uh, East, I almost said West there. They're leading the NFC East, and this is a good opportunity for them to really kind of lock up control of the NFC East and go from there. Right now, the Panthers are leading in their division in the NFC South, and if they win this game, that keeps them one game ahead of the Buccaneers. So that's a big thing to keep in mind as well, and if the Saints win as well, they'd still be down a game also. So, I mean, this is a big game for both of these teams to really kind of like seize control of their division. So I think there's a lot going into this one, especially with the Panthers having 4-0 hanging on the line. Now, with the Browns and Vikings, this one's more interesting because the Vikings are at home, except they are like the at-home underdogs, which is very bizarre. Browns, obviously, AFC contender, a team that has been playing really well, despite the fact they're only 2-1. and one. They had a really tough loss to the Chiefs week one, but after that, they've been rolling. Um, I think the real big uh, question here is just can the Vikings now continue the success they found last week and become the team that I think a lot of people expected them to be? They slipped out to that 0-2 start, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, I picked them to win some games that they ended up losing, but overall, I think that this is going to be a really good matchup offensively. I expect a lot of points, and I'm excited to give this one a watch as well. Now, the midday games, they're I literally picked all of them to watch. So if you're looking at the screen here, all four matchups for the midday games are up on my left-hand side here. Your guys is, uh, what is this? Your guys is, well, your guys is right, my left. I don't know. But um, the first one marked off, obviously, Baltimore at Denver. We have the 3-0 and Broncos looking to extend it. And, and this is like another, uh, pretty much a similar situation to the Panthers-Cowboys. You have the Broncos in a situation where they have to prove themselves 
at home against the Ravens this week. The Ravens, the best rushing offense in the league. You know, they're averaging 180, I think it's 185.3 yards per game, something ridiculous like that. So, I mean, there's a lot going into this one. I think everyone, including myself, has kind of been skeptical of the Broncos just because of the teams that they've beaten so far. I have a combined record of 0-9, so they're not necessarily anyone to be like, oh, you know, great win. Um, again, it's the NFL, and you don't want to knock anybody, but that is there, and it's a glaring thing, especially for a team that's 3-0. and I think knocking off an AFC contender like the Ravens will go a long way to legitimizing not only them to everyone else that's watching, but also to themselves, because that's got to be something that sits in the back of your mind. We're like, all right, everyone's kind of down on us. You know, we beat teams that don't have any wins yet, you know. The slightest thought has to creep into some of those players' minds thinking, all right, you know, how legit are we? Let's prove it this week. And I think that this is a good opportunity. This is more of a must-win game for Baltimore uh, in terms of just the fact that they do not want to fall to 2-2 two and two when it comes to that AFC playoff race. You want to make sure you're staying in the thick of things, and a big win for them would be important here against a dominant Denver defense. Now, the next two matchups is literally NFC West. It's all NFC West. Uh, And this will be an an interesting kind of week for the NFC West as a whole because it kind of decides where everyone's going to stand. The first one, the Cardinals and the Rams, this is a big one because this one pretty much decides first place for the NFC West. The winner of this game ends up being 4-0. And then, you know, the team that loses is either going to end up being second or third based off how the other game goes. And I don't know tiebreakers and everything right now. But ultimately, first place is on the line here for the NFC West between the Cardinals and Rams. This is going to be a good game. I have a feeling that, you know, both offenses are really good. Both defenses are really good. Obviously, the edge goes to the Rams on the defensive side of things, but the Cardinals defense is definitely nothing to scoff at. But I think, like, matchup wise, this is a good one. And if you can watch this and it's on TV, watch it. If you have Sunday ticket, you should be watching it. And there's no reason not to be. I'm definitely going to be watching it. I know that. The Seahawks and 49ers one. This is a kind of a big game for both of the teams. Seahawks are sitting at, I believe, one and two, if I'm not mistaken, and then the 49ers are sitting at two and one. Um, a win here for the Seahawks kind of levels things out between both of these teams, and then it winds up just kind of forcing it's going to be one and two between the Cardinals and Rams, and then these two are sitting tied there at two and two. Um, so this kind of it, 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 this will be like a separation game between these two and kind of figuring out the rest of the division here. Uh, ultimately, I, I have. I, I have a feeling it's going to go the 49ers way, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. I feel like the 49ers, they played a really good game against the Packers last week, and the Seahawks defense has been a concern for me. It was a concern last year. It's a concern this year, and offensive line play protecting Russell Wilson seems to be like slowly becoming more of an issue as the weeks goes on. So definitely a lot of intrigue between these two games because literally it's basically a decision on the entire NFC West and where all these teams are going to stand after the quarter mark of the first, first quarter of this season. Then to cap things off, the Steelers at Packers, this is a Super Bowl 45 rematch. Aaron Rodgers himself even said it's kind of weird that him and Roethlisberger have not played more throughout their career, um, but it just has not worked out for them to really go head to head. But this is, I think, an exciting game just in terms of that alone. But on top of that, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are looking really good coming off that week one loss. Everyone is freaking out, but a couple of weeks of wins. One being a big blowout win, and then the other one being more of like a, this is a game that you need to win to prove that you are a contender type game against the 49ers last week, and they got the job done. And then the Steelers, there's big question marks. Ben Roethlisberger is dealing with a pec injury, which is not good, and I believe it's on his throwing side as well. And then on top of that, the offense just has not really looked great. The defense is struggling because of it. They didn't have TJ Watt last week. So we're going to have to see where this – I think that this game is going to kind of really show us who the Steelers are. I think last week was kind of tough. 
especially missing some key defensive players last week against the Bengals. And obviously the Bengals are looking really good this year, starting out at three and one now. But I think that, you know, this game is going to really solidify where the Steelers are. I think last week, the loss to the Bengals kind of was like, uh, this might actually be the Steelers this year. And if they get, you know, if they get torched this week by the Packers, then I think it's going to be set in stone that this is going to be a tough year for the Steelers. I'm kind of worried about them. I was really excited Roethlisberger came back. I was hoping he'd be really healthy, but that pec injury kind of just like shot them all in the foot. And it sounds like internally there's concern about him even making it throughout the entirety of the year with that injury. And then last, but certainly not least, to wrap up the Sunday, a game that I don't think anyone is not excited for. And if you're not excited for it, you're probably just sick of people talking about it. And I'm going to have to talk about it because it is the game of the week, in my opinion, just because of the circumstances. Will it be the best game of the week? I don't think so. I think that Cardinals-Rams game looks good. But in terms of just like importance, Brady's making his return to Gillette. This is a huge game, you know. He's gonna he's gonna break the passing yard record, uh, and and I have a bold prediction for how I think his day is going to go. We'll talk about that in a second, but I mean Brady returns, and then on top of that, I think a big question that I have is can Mac Jones really compete with the Buccaneers here in this game? Uh, their defense is really good. They do have some injuries at in the secondary, so I mean. There might be, you know, a, a glimmer of hope, a glimmer, and I really stress that, but I can't really see this game going too well in the Patriots' favor. The defense, which was supposed to be their strong suit, has kind of struggled a bit this year as well, and I don't know if that's just because the offense is really lacking in terms of, like, time of possession and giving the defense the breaks they need. I so we'll have to see how this game shakes out, but I am expecting a heavy-sided affair to the Tampa Bay side of things. It should be a great night, though. It'll be exciting to see Brady return to Gillette and you know all the rah 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 and whatnot. Exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to watching Sunday Night Football today and just seeing how everything shakes out. It'll be weird seeing Brady in Gillette, not in a Patriots uniform. Now. For my bold predictions, if you haven't watched this before, we do five every single week. Uh, I will start things off with a pretty interesting one here. I'm going to go bold prediction on the Lions. Their defense holding the Bears to under 200 yards of offense. It was confirmed, I believe, either early this morning or late last night. I don't know. I saw the message this morning. I got the notification this morning that said Justin Fields will be the starter. Uh, I am really concerned about that offensive line and being able to protect him. Uh, you know, the Lions D looked pretty good last week against the Ravens. And so I think that this defense has slowly become more of a bright spot for Detroit and more so than people were expecting it to be. Uh, and if if the Bears are even like half as bad as what they were last week, I mean, it is just going to be a long day for the Bears. And I think that this Lions defense and this current situation the Bears just have going for them is not looking good. I'm worried about it. I'm thinking maybe under 200 yards is definitely a possibility for Chicago. I hope not, but this is something that I definitely could see happening, and I would not be surprised if it did happen. My second bold prediction for the night, this one tailors to Brady. I'm going to peg him for 350 yards and three touchdowns in his return to Gillette. I think he, you know, he lights things up. They got a lot of their pieces. They are missing Gronk this week, so there, there's something with that to look at. But, I mean, Cameron Brate, O.J. Howard, not necessarily anyone to just write off completely. Brady can elevate players around him, and both of them are very talented talented players that may especially Cameron Bray. I'm I'm a big fan of Cameron Bray. I think he is like low-key one of the best number two tight ends in the league. He does a really great job of what he does, blocking, receiving, all that stuff. 
Um, but I have a think I have a feeling it's going to be a strong day for Brady. I would be shocked if it was not just based off of how this Buccaneers offense has looked the last three weeks, even when they're missing players because they were missing Brown last week and now they're missing Gronk this week. Um, it sucks that Gronk's not there for the whole reunion, but it is what it is. Next pick for bold predictions, and I don't really know if you'd consider this one bold or not, but I think there's a lot of people that might think it is, and I, this is going to spoil one of my game picks, but I'm going to pick the Panthers to go 4-0. I, I, from what I was looking at, it seems kind of split based off of what everyone's thinking, but it, it, it feels like some people are leaning more towards the Cowboys than the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to go Panthers. I really like their defense. They are the best pass rushing defense so far this year. Um, and this is one of those things where you look at like who the Broncos have been playing, the Panthers, you can kind of say the same thing. And, but something about this Panthers unit looks really good to me. And I really love the way they've been able to get after the quarterback and cause problems. And I think that's probably the best way you're going to be able to disrupt what the Cowboys do offensively. And if you can do that, I think you have a recipe for success. I'm going to go Panthers on that one for four and Oh, now. My fourth prediction here, and this one I think is a pretty bold prediction because I don't really know if it's possible or not, but this is going to be a more so if the Broncos defense holds up the way that it should based off of how it's played the first three weeks. I have the Broncos defense holding the Ravens, who are currently first in average rushing yards per game at 185.3 a week to under 115 yards rushing. I wanted to say under 100, but I don't think that that's necessarily possible the way they run their offense. I just think that the Ravens run so much that holding them to under 100 yards would be a tall order. 115, though, I could see, you know, Lamar Jack if like they contain Jackson for maybe 65 yards or so and the running game doesn't really get going, I think that's something that is definitely possible for them if they really force Lamar to throw. If, if for whatever reason, you know, Bridgewater's keeping the ball, you know, in control, there's no turnovers on the Broncos' offensive side of things, and the Ravens fall behind I think they'll have to really if it ends up being like you know a 14-0 type situation that's the best way I could really see that working out for them but I'm going to hold Broncos D to 115 yards rushing or less against the Baltimore Ravens and then my final bold prediction this is for the Monday night game now I didn't have this one on my games to watch but the more I think about it I think it probably should be a game to watch because the Raiders are 3-0 Justin Herbert was looking really good last week and you know they just got done beating the Chiefs so it probably should have been a game to watch but I didn't have it on the list and now that I'm the more I talk about it out loud the more I think okay this is silly I should have had them on the list as well but I'm gonna go Raiders and Chargers offenses combined for a total of 775 yards or more so that's like roughly about 330 or what is it like 330 something yards per team roughly if that shakes out I think this is going to be a really high scoring game you have two really good offenses uh defenses are solid I wouldn't say great but they're solid uh and I just Derek Carr is playing out of his mind Justin Herbert is playing out of his mind the running games for both of these teams are pretty solid you got Austin Eckler on one side of the field you got Josh Jacobs on the other side of the field this game is a recipe for an offensive game and I'm excited to see it I really think it's going to be a good one and I have some pretty high expectations for the game and the more again the more I talk about it the more I think that this is probably a game I should have had on my games to watch list as well I think it's going to be very exciting now with all of that Put away, we have talked about bold predictions. We have talked about the games to watch. Let's talk about who I think is going to win this week. Uh, my current record, I want to say right now, is 28-21. and 21. I'm going to double confirm that with you guys real quick because I did, I did predict the Bengals to win their game this past Thursday, and they did. Uh, Record-wise, 
I am currently for predictions 28 and 21. So that's where I'm currently sitting right now. I had a really tough first week. I went six and 10. And then after that went 10 and six, 11 and five. So we're doing pretty good on predictions so far. Barring week one was an absolute wild week of just like upsets left and right. I think like eight games, the under the underdogs ended up winning the games. I forget what the number was exactly, but it was ridiculous. Uh, so we're doing pretty good. I'll go ahead and put it up on my screen right now so you guys can see to my left here. If you are looking, we have the Atlanta Falcons coming out on top, the Bills, the Lions. I have upsetting the Bears. I think the Bears are the favorites for this one, but I'm going to go with the Lions. I have a feeling. I just I don't know what it is, but I have a feeling. I have the Panthers taking a W, going 4-0 like I predicted earlier. I have the Colts going over the Miami Dolphins, uh, more so because Jacoby Brissett played for the Colts. And the Dolphins seem to be struggling now that they do not have Tua under center. Uh, I think that the Colts have a little bit of an advantage knowing how Jacoby Brissett plays since he was a Colt before he played a whole season there. So I think that they kind of get a little bit of an advantage of that. The Colts are probably going to run a lot of zone defense from what I was reading. Brissett really struggles against the zone, and the Colts love to run their zone defenses. So, I mean, if they can shy away from man coverage more so and put that, put put Brissett in a position where he's playing more zone, I think that's a recipe for success against him. As a Colts fan, I've watched the way Brissett has played for a long time up until he ended up leaving us this past offseason. So we'll see how that one goes. But I have a feeling the Colts finally notched their first win this week. I have the Browns taking it over the Vikings. Um, like I said, this is going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be pretty competitive. I think the Vikings are finally starting to find their footing, but the Browns are the hotter team in this situation, so I'm going to go with the Browns there. I have the Saints picking up a W. The Titans winning their game. The Chiefs bounce back with a win after their tough loss last week so they can get to 2-2 two two at 500. I have the Rams going over the Cardinals. That's going to be a great game, but I think that the edge goes to the Rams simply because you have two stacked offenses and two pretty well, a pretty good defense and then a stacked defense on the Rams. I think the Rams defense being a little bit better gives them the slight edge in this one. I do take the 49ers going over the Seahawks. I'm concerned about how this offensive line is going to hold up going up against the 49ers front seven. So that'll be something to watch as we go through that game. But I think the 49ers edge this one out with the Seahawks struggling there. Broncos, I take the W over the Ravens. I want to say that their defense is going to be as good as it's been advertised. I talked about the defense a lot in the offseason, and they've looked really good so far. And despite the fact that the Broncos have played teams that are all really not doing well right now at this current moment in the season... Um, they, they won and they won convincingly. And so that's that's kind of what you want to see. If you're playing the teams that you, you know, you're supposed to beat and you're beating them well, I think that's important. And that's what the Broncos have been doing. I think that they have a slight edge and shot over beating the Rams. So Or not the Rams, I'm sorry, the Ravens. So I do pick the Broncos there. Packers, I have going over the Steelers with all the offensive struggles on the Pittsburgh side of things. I just think the Packers have a better shot at winning this one. Buccaneers, I take over the Patriots. And then for Monday night, I have the Chargers giving the Raiders their first loss of the year. I think the Chargers are really hot right now coming off their win off the Chiefs. And I think they're going to take that momentum and roll it right into Monday night football and lay a fat haymaker right into the face of the Raiders with John Gruden and Derek Carr and take a shot at being the leaders in this AFC West division. But... That are my uh, that are that is my game picks for the week. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. What I got right and wrong on that one, but that is pretty much everything I got for you guys today. Appreciate you all for watching, and I will catch you guys on Tuesday for a power rankings video once we've gotten all the games wrapped up. So I will see you then. Have a good Sunday. Enjoy the games, everybody.